Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us today here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. Our editor, Matt Gambino, is on assignment, but he joins us in spirit. Well, football season is in full swing. We are well into October baseball. Pass the potato chips, folks. It is game on. From Rome to Rio to right here in Philadelphia, where our own Eagles won the 2018 Super Bowl, sports are not only big business, but also a big part of the everyday human experience, whether you're on the field or on your couch. And although you might not think that God is on the gridiron, some say that sports can be a way to encounter the divine. We're here with Father Frank Berna of LaSalle University. Father Frank is the director of the Graduate Religion Program in Theology and Ministry at LaSalle, and he has researched and taught extensively on the subject of sports and spirituality. He's also a native of Philadelphia and an Eagles fan. Father Frank, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good to have you here. Now, Father, in the interest of full disclosure, I am pretty sports illiterate. I usually get in trouble at the games for talking too much, asking dumb questions, and being more concerned with snacking than with the score. So that said, my first question would be, how on earth can sports be spiritual? Aren't we all supposed to let the other person win and maybe not even compete with each other in the first place? Well, I'll give a little full disclosure myself. I've never been a real athlete. And I got into this uh, by way of some of my undergrad students at LaSalle who uh, encouraged me to look into it because I said, you're always giving examples of sports in class. And I said, I'm just trying to entertain you. But part of it also comes out of the mission of John Baptiste de LaSalle, that we're always in the holy presence of God. Even playing sports. Even playing sports, watching sports, always and everywhere. So that if I want to take that seriously, how might God be experienced? How might we find spirit? And it's also based on a conviction that comes out of Karl Rahner that every human being has had an experience of God, an experience of the holy. Often they don't know how to name that. Some experience of transcendence, of the plus dimension of life, something more. And certainly as I've looked at sports, there's so much of that there. When people find that they're in the zone, they get that second wind when they're running or the soccer player who just has this keen awareness of where everybody on his or her team is at and behind them in front of them to the side and that they are in the zone. They play the game in a way that is beyond their usual ability. So you would say that's a transcendent type of experience. Yes. And that in one sense, you know, Peter Berger would say that's it's a foundation for a conviction in God. That there's something more. But there's something more. And that people experience this something more. And then we can get into it uh, with some of the other dynamics of religion, a sense of community, the relationship that teammates build with each other, a type of love. And again, if we're saying that God is love, that well, God's experienced in that love, that sisterhood, that brotherhood that teammates have for each other, that that's a very special bond for them. There's a sense of I've got your back. Very much so. Very much so. And that I can't do it myself, that I need you to help get the ball into the end zone. Yes, so that's certainly with the team sports. And then even if you look at individual sports, tennis player one-on-one or playing golf, even though you might be on a golf team, you're related to a coach, to people who have handed the game on to you. And very often, so many good players then want to hand the game on to somebody else. Again, there's that sense of community, that sense of bonding that so many athletes experience and fans experience. Well, that was going to be my next question because most of us are not playing sports. We're watching sports sports, which is a passive experience. I'm always amazed when people say, we won. Well, you didn't win. I mean, the team on the field won and you happen to cheer them on. Does that 
in any way take away from the possibility of experiencing God in sports if you're just sitting on the sidelines and cheering them on? No, I think fans have a very key role in any kind of sports. I mean, one of the things that got me into sports was when I was teaching high school. And you're watching the students achieve. And there's a kind of excitement that they have because you've shown up to pay attention to them. And how you can get lost in the whole feeling of the crowd. You take a look at the Eagles and something like the Wave. And a whole stadium is moving in this with this kind of energy. Or uh, the Sons of Ben, that, that whole cheering crowd for the Philadelphia Union. And the excitement that they're able to generate uh, throughout the sports arena. I think that you lose an awful lot if you're completely passive watching a game. You're that extra person who's cheering the team along. Or, as we do here in Philadelphia, when you start booing the team, <laughs> you hopefully get them back online. And that's the thing. It can go a couple of different ways. Sports can bring out, I would think, both the best and the worst in us sometimes. Exactly. And I say that every good thing in life can be taken to an extreme. We can obsess over things. We can make an idol out of some of our sports figures, rather than seeing them as heroic figures and, and people who are opening up new possibilities to us. But we can't absolutize them. We also become aware that just like the rest of us, our heroic figures so often fall from grace. And that what might seem like a really ideal sort of life has a shadow side to it. You know, I think also as a culture, the amount of money that we spend on professional sports, I think we have to look at that. We can't provide adequate health care for people. And our major football players, our major basketball players, win or lose, are getting paid millions of dollars. I think there's some fundamental questions there. What's really important for us as a, as a nation, as a people? Well, and even the simple fact of blowing off Sunday mass because your kid has a soccer tournament, and I've known people to do that. They say, well, I can't get to mass because we have to drive three states over to a soccer tournament. Do we have a problem with sports in the United States? I, I think we do. And one of the things that uh, I often mention in class and I've often thought about is that the we keep making more and more professionals, you know, at the elementary school. So often, I mean, I think professional sports, I raise a question, is it still play or has it become a job? And I've heard the university coaches say, you're showing up to practice. That's part of your job. And no, they're playing a game. I think that, you know, when it becomes work, sports are meant to be a diversion from work, meant to take us away from work, to help us play. And play is an incredibly important part of being human. But you hear it then, you know, with elementary school kids or high school kids, and they're on this travel team and this school team and another team and under a lot of pressure. And I just think that's a poor use of sports. Well, and the other thing, too, is to another extreme, some people say, well, I don't want that type of competition to damage my child or to make my child feel that he or she hasn't attained or achieved. So no sports or it's either no one gets a medal or everyone gets a medal. Yeah. I mean, maybe the fact that we've lost sight of the play aspect is the key here. How do we reclaim sports? And understand how does competition fit into it? In other words, which I, team is God rooting for? Okay. <laughs> I think God's rooting for all of us. That's the way I would put it. I'm a fan of competition. I think that competition is good, again, when it's healthy. How and is it healthy? I, I think when we maintain a balance, when at the end of the game, when we can shake hands with our opponents, whether we've won or lost, when we play well, but as good sportsmen, as good sportswomen, that we don't try to take advantage of somebody, we don't try and hurt somebody in the game. And I think we'll remember that the most profound competition is always with ourselves. So when we're competing with other people, it's not to put them down. It's really so that we're sharpening one another. So I think it can be very healthy. But 
can be very unhealthy when we become obsessed with winning, when we cheat to win, when we take advantage of other people or situations in our own self-interest. I think that's unhealthy competition. So the way to kind of reclaim sports properly is simply to maybe embrace the gospel values a little more deeply. And then naturally, since we're designed to play by God, we'll appreciate sports better? I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, remembering who you are and what you're about, and that's what you're bringing to the field, and that's what you're sharpening on the field, you know, becoming a better human being. Yeah, becoming a better sports person, but overall, just a better human being. One other question that I have, because this always puzzles me, is that, you know, we'll see people at a sporting match, whatever it is, screaming their heads off, belting out the team anthem, throwing their hats in the air, really going crazy. Get those same people at mass a lot of times and you can barely get them to open their mouths for those spoken responses, let alone the hymns. How do we tap into that energy and transfer it to liturgy? That's a challenge. <laughs> I think that we, we spend a lot of time in our culture learning the story of sports, learning the story of the players. Some of the work that Michael Novak did in his book, he's kind of like the grandfather of much of this sports and spirituality stuff, talks about football really as, as the story of the violence of life, the struggles that particularly blue-collar people have against corporations. So he sees places, particularly where football has taken a great hold, generally Pittsburgh and the, the steel mills, Philadelphia, the factories, the South, and, and working the fields. So kind of like a rage against corporate America. So if you're connected to the story, and I think that people know the story, not so much the particulars of, of the corporate rage or things like that, but they know that life is unfair, that life is violent. Let's fight it out. Let's play it out. And I, I do like one of the points that Novak makes. I don't know if it's true or not, but he says if maybe if we played a little more football and kept the violence to the field, we might have a little less violence in everyday life. Maybe there's some wisdom there. But the other is I see again, at the university campus and other places, you know, the day of the Flyers are going to play. And 10 o'clock in the morning, all these kids with Flyers jerseys, like, oh, when are you playing? I said, well, we're not. We're just getting ready for the game. And we don't take much time to get ready for Mass. <laughs> We barely make it to we mass. We barely make it to mass. <laughs> and, you know, we, we roll in in any kind of clothes and things like that. And I think that you got to get connected to the story. And part of that's also knowing your story. What is it that you want to thank God for? What is it that you really want to ask God for? Are you anticipating, looking forward to being with people? You know, some of the things that, again, we plan for with a sporting event, you know, that we're going to meet up with some friends there. Or I think some of the dynamics of preparation. And tailgating at story. mass. Tailgating. <laughs> <laughs> we need to tailgate at tailgate. mass. Yeah. But spiritually, but as yeah. you said, I mean, there needs to be more context, not I need to check this off. I walk in five minutes before, if that, and do my thing and leave. Mm -hmm. And what did I get out of it? Mm, uh -huh. Maybe not so much. As you said, it needs to be in more of a context in our lives. More of a context. And the other point I've often made, I think one of the worst things we've done is to talk about Sunday worship as an obligation. And we don't talk about it as a privilege. People are willing to pay big money to go see the Eagles play, to go to the Flyers, to go to the Phillies, to, you know because they see it as a wonderful opportunity. When you talk about something as an obligation, as a duty, that's something you want to get over with. So I think maybe if we did a little bit more about the amazing reality of the Eucharist, uh, the amazing reality of our ability to gather as God's people, uh, it might be a little more inviting than, okay, here, you got to come here. <laughs> and the other is, I mean, if you look at the Eagles parade from last year, you know, after the victory, the parade was a perfect example 
everything was as it should be, you know, in terms of what songs were sung when, who spoke when, how the team was presented. When you looked at it, it was masterfully done. And, and I think sometimes we're a little sloppy about how we celebrate the Eucharist. Not so much thoughtful of ways to engage the people with the story, to engage them with the music and the whole dynamic of gathering to give thanks to God. So if we all bring our A game to the liturgy, we might experience it more deeply. Exactly. You know, if we're really saying, this is something I'm really privileged to do, I really want to do, and I've seen it in parishes. One parish I went to, I said, I was just there one week and I came back the next week. I said, well, I'm back here because I saw a miracle last week. Even your teenage boys sing, or at least move their lips like they're singing. <laughs> It's just a wonderful parish that they're doing something right. Well, they're doing several things right that really get the people more engaged than some other places. Great. Father Frank Berna, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and giving us a new way to think about sports, about liturgy, and about God. Thank you. You're welcome. Come thank back you for having soon. me. Thank okay. You. God bless. God bless. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com, music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Funding for CatholicPhilly.com comes from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and from readers and listeners like you. Support excellence in Catholic journalism. Visit CatholicPhilly.com and click on Make a Donation.